0: Happy Wednesday. Whoa, that's good. This is Christian here. I am Sadie's husband. If for some reason you don't know that. um, And if you also don't know, we have two kids now and we have just been enjoying our time here where we're living and um, yeah, just laying low, just enjoying time as a family and um, being with Honey and being with Haven. And I've been asked to kind of come here and intro and give you all a little life update before we play this awesome episode of a compilation of best relationship advice that we've had uh over the course of a few seasons and it's going to be awesome to so stay tuned for that but a little quick life update uh like I said before if you do not know we have two kids now and their names are Honey and Haven our two daughters and they are the greatest thing ever honey is literally in heaven with her sister she wants to hold her all the time which we can't really let her do that cuz she uh she still thinks she's kind of a a baby doll so as good parents we do not allow that to happen but um one of the funniest things was so when we brought haven home to the hospital home from the hospital we put them both in matching pajamas like the first night and honey had a meltdown like she was screaming she was saying take her back to the doctor like she had she wanted nothing to do with her but then about two hours later we um just kind of convinced her that this was a good thing. And she uh, started kissing her cheek, kissing her forehead. And then a few days later, Honey's been obsessed with Frozen lately. We watch it all the time. But our new movie now is Shark Tales. But with Frozen, it's Anna and Elsa. And ever since Sadie kind of made the connection of, you know, you're like Elsa and she's like Anna or whatever. Like y'all two are sisters. It's been the biggest game changer um, in her little life. And it has been the greatest thing ever. Sadie's doing good. She's recovering well and um we are still running on limited sleep, but uh so far Haven has been a uh far better baby than Honey was. I don't, know if it, I, don't I don't know if I can say it, but I think I can cuz Honey had colic she spit up all the time and Haven is just like a little angel. She uh barely cries and she um it's just the cutest thing ever. But yeah, seeing Honey just become so obsessed with her has been the sweetest thing. You know, we um got home from the hospital, and we had a meal train set up where all of our friends and family for what felt like forever just were, were bringing us food, and it was the sweetest thing of getting to see them come by and meet Haven and kind of just spend time with um, us as a new family of four, and it's been... The sweetest adjustment, as I said, um, honey was more difficult than Haven's been. So it's been a different adjustment. And I feel like we're more uh, qualified, maybe not qualified, but we're more equipped now as a, as a parent of honey for two years now and being with Haven. Um, I just feel like we're more experienced and we're kind of just more natural in that and more comfortable in it. So it's been the sweetest time and having all of our friends come by and uh, just bring us food and spend time with us has been just one of the sweetest things. And like I said, it's, it's been, we've been laying low, but we've also had, Things to do. A few weeks ago, we had um, a screening of the of the blind premiere that we all went to the theater uh, to go watch it. We've had um, Fourth of July party where we got out a little bit and, and hung out with the family. We've had things that were that we've been doing, but we've also been laying low and uh, just kind of taking time off of work and social media and just a uh, lot of Little Bear, a lot of Shark Tales, a lot of Frozen, um, a lot of just fun TV shows that we've been getting to watch and maybe not as much sleep as we would like, but. That is expected, having a newborn baby. And we also just want to thank y'all so much on social media just for sending so much love and encouragement um, just after the birth of Haven. And uh, it's it's sweet to see all of y'all saying that she looks just like honey. We kind of think she looks a little different, but it's been sweet to see y'all um, just encourage and uplift and just send lots of love and prayers for that. So thank y'all so much. And we hope you enjoyed this episode where we put together some of our best pieces of advice from episodes in the past. Hope you enjoy it. For you, slightly offended me 20 minutes ago.
1: Yeah, but let's just let's just okay, this is actually a good moment, because you know how sometimes you're like arguing in a marriage and then you'll be like, if I could only just like rewind this and we could actually play it and you could see it, you would know that I didn't yep. say that offensively. Yeah, yep. Like if there is a hidden camera. Yes, yeah. and y'all were kind of acting as our hidden camera because y'all were both there. And we're gonna rewind it and I'm gonna let you repeat to everybody what I said that just so offended you. Well,
0: usually I would say I I do want a hidden camera, but for this moment I wouldn't because it's not that big of a deal. So basically, <laughs> i'm about to go on a hunting trip in nebraska when this goes out it'll be monday so i'll be in the thick of it at this point um and it's supposed to be like negative one degrees and like everyone that i've told i'm going has always followed up with oh well do you have enough clothes for that i Am didn't I, know
1: this hold on. i i was in any of these conversations hold so on.
0: they don't know that that's I, what I'm telling and that. my <laughs> response is always like yes i have plenty of clothes my ski jacket that i wear on the ski trips is camo perfect so i'm gonna wear that obviously it's i have plenty camo, of yeah, yeah it's really cool camera yeah. so i have plenty of <laughs> plenty of like under armor cold gear like leggings and like you know tops i have really uh warm sweatpants that i'm gonna wear i have wool socks
1: this <laughs> have- time you're saying it, it's Really Really warm warm sweatpants.
0: (laughs) Well, I was going to wear some like flimsy, like Lululemon kind of sweatpants. Like,
1: that's,
0: yeah. Am I going to wear Lululemon? Yes. But it's not, it's not, it's not like the latex, like the stretchy ones. It's like the wool, warmer ones.
1: They still don't know what I said to offend you, though. So
0: Sadie said, (laughs) so after I've heard this all week, and we're talking. about to be like negative one on Friday. So this is minus so this Which week, three days ago. is our first
1: time to talk about this. Yes. Oh, we haven't been in and any Sadie's of those eating her
0: little aside bowl, and she's like mouthful. Like, do you have enough clothes for that? No. I yes. Said,
1: do you have clothes for that?
0: Yeah, and that with like the eyebrow scrunch, it was like. like do you have clothes for as that? As a concerned as wife, if, like as if I has as if I haven't like prepped and like thought about it.
1: But like in my mind, I'm like I'm being a good wife. Like, hey, like do you have enough clothes for that? Like. Because if you don't, I'll go make sure you get the clothes for that. And he's like, "Whoa!"
0: Well, here's the thing. I just been. Do I I have clothes? Who do you
1: think I am?
0: I've been doubted all week, and just to see my best friend and my lover (laughs) look at me, (laughs) look at me in question. If I had, if I'm prepared, <laughs> I was kind of like a little caught off guard.
1: God, I'm I was expecting you to then, be like, of course, I said, my baby's Do prepared. you have enough clothes for that? And then he, go- I said, do you even have clothes for that? Like because I know your closet. Yeah. You are a Lulu guy. Like yeah. we could start a store. And there's but not like a, lot, a lot, lot of like winter gear. Mm-hmm. And and then you follow that by me asking about you saying, yeah, I have a ski jacket. And then I'm like. <laughs> well that's great but like do, you, very, have do very you have socks do you have pants do you have and then it. you said and i have sweatpants and i'm like babe <laughs> i think you're underestimating what negative one degrees feels no, like you need like
0: right. i'm gonna be so bundled up
1: socks, like all of it
0: i am i'm gonna be very prepared i just
2: <sighs> we'll make sure to get footage yes yes thank you the
0: proper the proper thing would have been like I'm sure you're prepared, but baby, are you? You know? <laughs> So it's how you work. Yeah, it's like, always, yeah,
1: always here's not. the thing in marriage, and this always happens. Like when you have an argument and you think someone says something the wrong way, it's so mm-hmm. easy to be like, what you should have said mm-hmm. was, yep. except for like, who thinks to always say like, <laughs> babe, I'm sure you're so prepared. You've probably already packed for this whole trip but I'm just making sure you might be cold. Like I'm eating a burrito. Do you think I would have been <laughs> Way defensive. harder to talk when you have a burrito in your mouth to get all those words Do you in. think
0: I would have been defensive if you worded it like that?
1: I don't know because you, you you were on the defense. I
0: would, no, I was Sometimes not. Sometimes
1: when you get on the defense, you're not. on the defense. I'm
0: always on offense. I'm a scoring that guy.
1: Is <laughs> that is not true, that is not true. There was a question out here that talks about what does healthy communication look like in marriage? And I think we could probably both look at our arguments this morning and pick out some advice to people on what it looks like to communicate more in a more healthy way. Like you said, I could have started by assuming the best side of you and saying, however, I will say I I wasn't even assuming the worst side of you. I really was just wondering if you felt like you had enough. But if I would have known the backstory that people had already questioned you and you felt doubted, I definitely could have used more of language like, hey, i assume the best of you. I know that you probably have prepared for this, but I wanna make sure you're not cold. Yeah. That would have been a much more sensitive way to say it. I do think one good marriage advice for communication is do not start on the defense. Do y'all have any advice from y'all's uh, communication flops sometimes on things that y'all feel like you've noticed in your marriage. You're like, okay, I could have said this better or whenever I say things like this, it does not go well.
3: A lot. (laughs) I think it's different for the person. Like for me, it's like I need to assume that Parker's gonna respond with my best interest at heart rather than like assume the worst in me, kinda like what you're just talking about, like this morning in our (laughs) conflict conversation. I didn't say it because I was like, Well, you're about to go on a trip. I don't want to stress you out, like work's a lot. Like, we can't resolve this. And he's like, you know, I would rather talk about it in like five minutes rather than like wait 10 days to talk about it. And it's like, I have to remember that sometimes it's not just about me when I need to resolve something. Like it's about our marriage and like what's also gonna be best for Parker rather than assuming I know what's best. I wanna talk about going back
1: to you and dad. So y'all got back together and then it was very short turnaround. So y'all got back together. In like September, so two weeks after school started. Yeah. And then not y'all September. got married in January. January. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. so by your second semester, you were married. <laughs> we
4: were married yeah. Which is,
1: cause didn't y'all get married and then you didn't go to honeymoon we did not two go days to honeymoon. later, you yes. went to college. Yeah. And he we got married you. on a
4: Saturday, January eleventh. We drove to Arkansas on Sunday and wow. he started college. It was his first time in college. was my second semester on Monday. Wow. Yeah, we did not. We did a wow. that summer we went to Hawaii with my parents as a honeymoon like that was like we, what, what we yeah. called our honeymoon because we didn't have honeymoon but we were like so young and in love we didn't care we were like we're moving into our little bitty apartment that was literally like the size of this podcast space it was so oh, tiny wow. and, but we were just so excited and so in love That's that crazy it didn't
1: matter so okay three months go by you get married you still didn't really have a plan plan you still were mm-hmm. um, broke broke and like yes. when, when we say you were broke I mean y'all did not have money you went to Hawaii yeah, with right, your right. parents because they were going to Hawaii that's right like, oh yeah you have, no
4: opportunity y'all, from-
1: y'all even went to college because your parents helped you go to college yeah. I mean it oh, yeah. was not like y'all yeah. had money right. and when it came to y'all's marriage y'all really did not have money mm-hmm. so give us just a picture into um, what that looked like because some of y'all's arguments at the time I remember of just y'all not having money were pretty yeah. funny and oh, just what, what did y'all eat what were some of the
4: meals that you were cooking. Oh my gosh. Okay. So our budget was so tight. Like I was full-time in school. We actually, we, and he, and he was trying to go to school and work and support us too. And, uh, we actually worked at one of those call centers for a little while where you call and like ask for money, you know, like, oh, I mean, that happens awesome. like you'd be like, Hey, you know, try to ask for money for something. It was terrible. It was the worst <laughs> job ever. But anyway, so we were so broke. We had a very tight budget. we never ate out like, Little Caesars Pizza, where it was like you got you know a lot of pizza for very little. That was it, you know. <laughs> um, we had a very we, we made like hot dogs. They would be like Monday would be like lunch would be like hot dogs <laughs> with Hormel <homemade> chili. <laughs> Tuesday would be like fried frozen chicken. You know That's we awesome. were on the tightest budget, and um, yeah, we had we literally I remember in the grocery store we had like five dollars left of our allotted you know all our money was like in envelopes to say like this is your grocery money for this week we had like five dollars left and he wanted to buy a pack of baseball cards and I wanted to buy a magazine and it was like a full out fight because it was like who <laughs> spend this just extra money that we have wow. here but um okay this will tell you uh, uh, ex- exactly how how tight so I'll never forget this. We um, we had some friends that loaned us their washer and dryer because they I don't know I think they rented another apartment mm-hmm. that had a washer dryer in there and we didn't have one so they loaned us their washer and dryer and um, so we wanted to like do something nice for them for letting us use their washer yeah. dryer so we took them out to Shoney's which I'm saying all these references that you're <laughs> no not gonna even know no one knows. but anyway if anyone that's older they'll remember Shoney's so we took them to Shoney's and I'll never forget the bill comes back. And it was forty dollars for us four to eat at Shoney's. and I was like, "Oh my goodness, how this is like Which is just ten dollars a person. This is ten dollars a person." But because we had like gone all out, we had like ordered dessert. We were like, "We're splurging. We want to like we want to like be generous oh and thank gosh. you." And then, whenever <laughs> we, like, oh, we signed no. that check, and it was forty dollars, I was like, "Oh." how are we gonna like eat the rest of this week or month you know that
1: is crazy (laughs) i love that though because like nowadays with social media like there's this pressure as like a young wife and um and mom to Mm -hmm. have like all the snacks be like literally cut into dinosaur shapes and like the strawberries (laughs) to be all in hearts and every meal to be perfect and it to be healthy and it to Mm -hmm. be beautiful and then for young wives like i'm not knocking on this because i actually um take the inspiration but my brother-in-law and sister-in-law just got married and they literally post their weekly menu they print out a beautiful Uh menu and that it's fancy food and they'll post their beautiful dinner and their, you know, little mock uh-huh. that they made and their appetizer and <laughs> they'll grade the cheese. I mean, it's like, it's like yeah. fancy and it's yeah. awesome. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Uh-huh. And like I said, I have used some of their recipes yeah. and I could do better at that. But sometimes seeing how perfect other people's meals can yeah. be and plates can be, it can make you feel like Oh man, like, mm. what's my hot dog? You know, yeah. like, what's my little Caesar's pizza? Right. But sometimes, like, you're just in the That's position right. in life where ramen mm-hmm. noodles are just gonna have to do, yeah. you know? Uh huh. I mean, d- for this season of my life, yes. a peanut butter and jelly sandwich is a great dinner, you That's know? That's right. Yeah. Cereal is just fine. That's right. And so, mm-hmm. I just think that, like, sometimes because we see everybody else's mm-hmm. life, ours all of a sudden doesn't look like enough. Um, yeah. But man, like, seasons come and seasons mm-hmm. go, and some look different yeah. than others. And, and there looking back on that period
4: i mean that's so it's such fun memories like thinking about that how we were just like you know trying to make all the pieces fit together to make our budget and everything and we didn't have that and i do think that is a harder you know on on this generation because you are seeing other people's lives and in a way that is very edited and that looks like oh they have it all together
1: I've probably said this on a podcast before and it's funny now that we have Parker on the podcast because I always say that me and you probably wouldn't have started dating without Parker.
4: There is
0: like, take us back
4: to
1: that. Like whenever you were about to start pursuing me, like what are the conversations you have with Parker? Because I do right. think that this is a good, like this is actually a good example to people because a lot of times like people pursue someone and like, it's like, a private thing or it's actually not much of a pursuit it's just they start yeah. a relationship and then they like don't include any of their friends or friends are involved yeah. in the relationship it gets isolating and it gets weird and it gets bad but like you had your friends as a part of our relationship before we were even in a relationship mm-hmm. and so what did that look like
0: well i think for me and obviously you know it i'm like a super indecisive person <laughs> yes <laughs> like i like having people around me to speak into things that i might overthink yeah or like doubt so for Parker, a lot of it was just like uh, through prayer of like, you know, I hope this way, please pray that this actually works out. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it was that kind of prayer. Uh, but even just like conversation, I don't really even remember like the, ma- the majority of our conversation. You might remember some of the most of them, maybe. I don't know
1: um i remember y'all had like a long talk walking on the beach yeah i remember that i heard about that too
0: (laughs) but it was just like us talking through like hey what would this look like you know would i be capable of leading this like how would this kind of like work out and just kind of like needed some encouragement to like hey if i'm going to pursue this like you know it's it could change a lot of things in my life so just talking through those things and like seeking wisdom and like having just encouragement from like a friend that I really Mm -hmm. love and respect
1: that is huge like what you just said is so foreign to so many people listening like that you would even stop and consider before pursuing because it would be easy to just pursue because you're like I like this girl we you know We have a lot of chemistry. We talk in fun a long time. Like, it's so fun. And I think whenever you get like your fun and like feelings involved, like things go super fast. Mm -hmm. But you were like slowly, like, okay, is this actually wise? Is it actually smart? Can I actually do this? Like, what will this look like for me? And like talking out with one of your best friends. And then you really did do everything so intentionally. Like, the start of us dating was so intentional which actually built our foundation for dating to be so intentional and so great. And then Mm -hmm. that built our foundation for engagement to be so great and then marriage to be so great. And so like, I, I think that was just the start of a good relationship. And and I know y'all did those things too. Y'all's friend group was just so mature and like the guys that y'all surrounded yourself with and how y'all helped each one of, each other start the relationships that they were in. And yeah. I thought that was really cool. But I would say to people listening as a practical piece of advice before you ever meet the person is listen to like dating, uh, you know, marriage, engagement, all those kind of podcasts, listen, read the books about relationships. Cause I listened to Mike Todd's uh, relationship series mm-hmm. and then Ben Stewart's Single day Engage, Married. We read that book together. I we read all kinds of books um but even before i met you i mean i listened to mike todd's and i remember like the first one was like before the person and it just really got my heart right and like okay before the person like who am i as a person you know um what am i going to bring into a relationship and so i think it's already good to start like prepping your heart to start preparing for your relationship way before you ever even get into the relationship Mm -hmm. i think that also shows god that like god like i'm Like I'm surrendered to your plan for my life, but I'm also preparing for what you have for me. And um, I think that's a great thing. So what does it look like for y'all to be in community with other people in marriage?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think at least for us, we try to like obviously prioritize each other, having individual friendships too, you know, because it's just important for Christian and I to have a good relationship and with other guys to be honest and things like Mm -hmm. that. People hold us accountable Cause then I'm gonna be a better husband, and I'm gonna be able to be there for Freddie better, and community, and things like that. I'm healthy as a husband, but yeah. I mean, it just—it definitely you have to prioritize. It. You have to in, be intentional with it, because when you start to isolate yourselves, then you start to think you're the only ones going through what you're going yeah. through, you know. Which I think we did in our first year of marriage. We were in a community group, but it wasn't, you know, we weren't being intentional. We weren't really speaking up about what we were going through. Mm-hmm. But if you're in the community they'll start to realize like hey something's not right yeah, like yeah. we all need yeah. to come to us and so you have to have people that are there for you mm-hmm. that will call you out and hold you accountable when you're not willing to be honest about what's going on because yeah. we all have that when so, you're struggling right. you know you're like you don't want to be honest about that yeah. that's hard yeah. especially the people yeah. you care about and look up to that are your friends so yeah you have to have people there that can help you do that when you don't want to be yeah
1: Okay, so you and dad, y'all are such a cute couple. Uh, Y'all are so (laughs) funny. And for those of you who do the Enneagram, you'll appreciate this. Mom is a seven wing eight, and Dad is an eight wing seven. So firecracker, a little fiery, a little firecracker. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, they they have definitely y'all aren't uh, gonna lie that you've argued a few times in your life, a few times, yeah, Uh, (laughs) just once or twice a day. No, but y'all are so close, and y'all's arguments are actually like your love language. Like y'all push each other, and you are such a great team. You also have fun together. Y'all play a lot of tennis, a lot of Scrabble. Go fishing, cook. Uh I mean, you're more of an assistant chef, uh, not really like. Yeah, I would say cook. You eat. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. He doesn't even let me assist. No, he wouldn't. But y'all do a lot together, and it's really sweet. You're certainly a team. Um, How do you stay on the same team with your spouse whenever you might disagree on something? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like me and Christian
4: stepping into parenting, there might be Mm -hmm. things that we see things different. But how do we like stay on the same team? I think that is so important because kids can sense weakness. Like, they can sense, like, where's the where's the weak link or that's who's, true. like, going to give on this, you know? And they know it, and they can it's, – it's uncanny how they can figure that out. Wow. Well, so it is important to So that's, to like, stay. whenever you say, like, oh, I'll just go ask Dad because will yeah, say yes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it is important to say a united front. And you're not going to agree on everything at all. But I think it is about respect, ultimately. It's like like, I respect you as a parent. You respect me. And I think – and I really believe this, like – so strongly that God gives us two parents because you need that kind of give and take. You need those differences. Dad was a little maybe harder on some things than I would have been, and I was a little harder on some things yeah. than he would have been, but we respected one another It's enough to say like, you love our children just like I love our children and like you're doing what you believe is best for them, just like I am. And so sometimes you do kind of have to like say, okay, I'm going to let you take the lead on this. or you are going to let me take the lead on this? And it is a give and take, but it's about mutual respect. Yeah. And knowing that like, you know, they don't want harm for your child either. They're doing the best. And perhaps, you know, God has something that they're learning that your child is learning through that. That, like, he brings to the table that you might not know or realize. Yeah, that's good. So, mutual respect. I think that mutual respect is, is and the key to it. And knowing that you are
1: actually on the same team. You, you are. actually are going mm-hmm. for the same thing and love the kids the same. Yes. That's funny because I can remember going to you and, like, you were always the first option. And I'd be like, can I do this? And if you said, if you said, go ask your dad, I'd be like, oh, no. Like, that That was like, that was like, I just assumed it's a no. Like, I'm not, I don't even need to take that next step. Except for
4: when it comes to money. I feel like dad was more yeah, free sure. with the was $20 bills or yeah. whatever. Yeah. that
1: was more free. And he would even tell us like, hey, there's a 20 in that drawer if you ever need to order pizza. Like, yeah. It was <laughs> so. more free. I was more
4: like, nope, your allowance. You already spent it. Yeah. So. Oh, brutal. <laughs> All
1: right. Do you sleep talk? <laughs> do we sleep talk? Do you I do. Sleep? No, I, I don't. I, I don't sleep talk. I sleep talk?
0: You, like, sleep mumble.
1: Yeah, really?
0: Yeah, I mean, not, like, co- like co- coerc- cohesive, coercive, whatever <laughs> that word is. You know, like, they're not, like. Do you
1: regret trying to say that I word? do regret trying to say that. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. um, they don't make cognitive sense. They're, like
1: do i really
0: sometimes you do this is this is not just me fabricating for the podcast
1: just in i sleep talk you know you
0: sleep like murmur
1: Um, murmur
0: murmur mumble it's like a mumble
1: that is crazy you don't sleep talk but you snore i do sleep snore you
0: I kind of like a wake snore too. I have a deviated <laughs> septum, so I have a loud breathing. Half of our videos that I film, you can like hear me over the back, the whatever sound being if like. If you're
1: ever watching our vlog and you just hear. <laughs> that is Christian. And I do not. apologize to all of your ears on the podcast. No, for no, hearing no, that no. I don't, see, I
0: don't regret that. Um, but I don't sleep dog. I sleep snore.
1: But this is actually a really good question. And like I said, take it a little bit of a deeper turn. But it said, how do you mend trust that has been broken in dating phases? Or do you just let it go? In marriage, how do you maintain trust? And I'm sure we both have stories of trust being broken and mending it and all the things. But you all want to go first?
3: Yeah, I was trying to think of um, in our dating relationship when trust was maybe rocky. Um, and I thought of that one time mm-hmm. where I had a friend from, like, just, we went on a mission trip together, and he was a little bit older, truly was only a friend. Um, But when Parker and I started getting really serious, I had, like, he had called me, and I told him over the phone, like, yeah, we're really serious. We're talking about um, engagement coming up. And in my eyes, it was like, this is just a friend, you know? This is nothing, has never been more than a friend, has been, like, almost like an older brother to me. And when Parker found out, He was really hurt, obviously, but it took me a little while of of just him explaining to me like why that was so hurtful. And also I had to receive like, okay, I was in the wrong for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And to rebuild trust in that moment, it looked like cutting off communication with that person. Mm -hmm. Not to be like mean or, you know, Parker wasn't being rude to say like, hey, this would help. Our relationship, this is what this looks like moving forward. But it was like, this is respectful to me. This is respectful to our relationship. And if we are going to get married, like, you don't need to have friends yeah. of the opposite sex. That is more than our relationship. Like, yeah. the four of us are friends, and and that's great, mm-hmm. but never would go past that of like the four of us. Yeah. You know, and so that you needed. You
2: Christian just to catch up. Exactly.
3: exactly. There's, a yeah. There's yeah. such a boundary. <laughs> that would be weird. That would be yeah. so
1: strange. And yeah. even like, I think all of us are really good at if I was to have to text Parker, I would text the both of Mm -hmm. you, you know? It's just respecting people's relationship.
3: Yeah. And I know for you, like, that was really hurtful for you. I remember that whole day, like Mm -hmm. I actually had to go babysit that night and I was so nervous because also in my mind, I was like, man, is he gonna break up with me because of this? Like how much did this hurt him? Um, And it made me really nervous. Mm -hmm. And I think it would have been really easy in those nerves to kind of shut down and defend myself but I wanted our relationship to work so bad that I was willing to say, okay, I was in the wrong and I'm really sorry. And I'm willing to do whatever needs to mend this trust.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like for both of us, we both had things that happened to us in our past that made trust difficult, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like in that situation, like I have past relationships where a similar thing happened, you know, much worse, right? Where I had been cheated on and and trust was broken. So it made that even more sensitive. So I think, to your question, it makes it even more important to not just ignore it, but to make sure you're working on that. And then when you're dating, especially as an individual, like how Mm -hmm. you need to heal from that, why Mm -hmm. do I have trust issues? Because when you get to marriage, if you're still, I mean, obviously you're still going to need to deal with trust and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But the earlier on you can start working through those things, I think that really really helps.
1: What you don't deal with in your dating relationships Mm -hmm. will go into your marriage. And I think so many people think, well, yeah. when we're married, I'll just trust him because I have the ring on my finger because exactly. he's wearing the ring because exactly. people know we're married, but it doesn't work like that. I mean, if, if her,
0: when I have a baby, it'll be...
1: Yeah. You always yeah. think like in the next stage, <laughs> it'll like solidify us more to right. yeah. to the world and I won't be as jealous or I won't have trust issues. But th- those things come from such a deep place inside yeah. that putting a ring on your finger doesn't change everything. You know, yep. It's really about the relationship that you build and the trust that you build and we had, you know, our Rocky, our Rocky one, which we've shared the story so many times, so I won't share the whole story. Yes. But I will share what came from that is like.
0: Who's in the wrong?
1: Well, not necessarily. I was in the wrong too for being so uptight about it. Who initiated it? But you were in the wrong Thank for you. not telling me Thank where you were at Thank and you. then um, lying about <laughs> the
0: picture
1: oh, you did. You did. <laughs> so yes yeah, just continue on hey <laughs> i was i was trying to be nice though and say i was in the wrong too and and in some ways i was because i went crazy about it but i'll tell you also i went crazy about it because i was the same way as y'all like i had things in my past that had happened where you know the person who wouldn't tell me where they were and then i would literally see pictures of them on instagram taking pictures with girls at a bar because they recognized him as my boyfriend you know and 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 you know more well-known people that had dated that they thought they could lie where they were at, but they are recognizable. So people post, people talk about have it. We find
0: my friends back then.
1: Yeah. But we didn't have Find My Friends, but (laughs) Find My Friends was uh, your tagged photos on Instagram at the time. And so I would find out these things and it would be so hurtful because they would lie. They'd be like, oh, I'm studying. And then they would actually be there. And so whenever I saw that picture, it was like, oh my gosh, like, is he doing this to me? Is like, can I trust him? And then it was really hard for me to gain trust back. And I was like so uptight. I remember the time that um yes, this, I remember that. this is so embarrassing but i'll tell You've you like yeah so yeah. this is like how like crazy oh, you can go yeah. if you don't work out like your trust stuff
0: this was two months after we got engaged yes so i honestly kind of had the thought of like she's got a ring on her finger you know
1: yeah so like she me, knows like
0: but at this point we were way past we, we were, past were way that past stuff, that yeah. stuff
1: and whatnot but still like it i guess it just hit a nerve so most of them christian would always like telling me where he was what he's up to and he just like forgot to tell me that, which is not a big deal. He didn't have to tell me this.
0: Sadie did not text me back like two hours before, and I was with my family. So we ended up going to dinner, and I did not tell her we were going to dinner because I was like, she didn't text me back. Like, she'll t- like when she texts me, totally reasonable. Like, There's nothing
1: wrong me. with what he did,
0: yeah. nothing text, that you did when was she, wrong. If you text me back, I'll say, Hey, by the way, I'm going to dinner, mm-hmm. but I didn't feel like because I knew you were busy with your family, so I didn't feel yeah. like being like, Hey, by the way, I'm going to dinner with my parents because I was like, I'm with my parents. And
1: we actually didn't have a relationship where we had to tell each other everything, it wasn't no. even like that. So he did nothing wrong in this scenario. I'm just really pointing out the ugly that it that comes out of you whenever you don't fix your trust problems. Mm-hmm. So I look at find my friends, and I see Christians at, like, Bonefish Which Grill. Which I'm
0: confused why you checked my friends before you texted
1: me. I back. thought I did text you. But that's
0: a, that's anyways,
1: I think I did text you. I think, I think you've forgotten that part. That was, like, four years ago. I can scroll back. <laughs> four oh, years, back, he, oh, God. it'll God. take you a year. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways, but it wasn't even Bonefish Grill. I, like, it was, like, the comments. Area or wherever you were, we were like, sure. yes yeah, so I didn't know that it was kind of like this like outdoor mm-hmm. shopping mall and I was just like freaked out immediately I was like what do you tell me and, like I just assumed that you were with like friends from high school or like like I don't know why Like my mind just like went there oh, yeah, we went for- Okay, but I'm telling you, this is just I I, I I went And I was just like, he didn't want to tell me because like he is back with like his old friends or like and like your cousins are awesome, but y'all can do like crazy stuff together. And I was just like, What are they doing? And why didn't he tell me? (laughs) Y'all can't. Y'all just like y'all just funny, like funny stuff, but you know, you never know. So I was just like, What are they doing? And I just like freak out. And I was like, way ridiculous. I like called you ridiculous amount of times like I think his parents were like worried that you were Real marrying me yeah. because at the, at that moment, not really, but they were like, this is a problem. Like, yeah. you you not need to, you do need to fix this. And I was just like, man, honestly, like I just really have a trust problem. Like this has happened in my past. I'm so scared this is happening again. You would think that like having a ring on my finger would help me, but it actually makes me more nervous because mm-hmm. now I'm about to step into a lifetime with you. Like, is there something I'm missing? Like I was like mm-hmm. seeking like the thing that was going to be like, that's it yeah. like that's the problem where All this right. is the thing when there was nothing wrong like, you had given me every reason to trust you you had been honest with me you had been open with me uh, there's no reason for that and that really kind of woke me up to like i need to get help because mm-hmm. for the longest time like with trust you can blame it on the other person mm-hmm. but a lot of times it really is you yeah. and it really is your past stuff and so mm-hmm. we worked through a lot of that and our premarital counseling was awesome and we like really went there and worked through past relationships mm-hmm. and family stuff and whatnot. And it set us up for success. And honestly, I'm a, I am don't think, I mean, I think throughout our marriage, I've been super trusting. I haven't been like a jealous wife, a distrusting wife. I have mm-hmm. really trusted you the whole time. And it's not because we got married, it's because yeah. we worked on those things. Yeah, and so to be two months engaged and be that bad, and then, and then to step into marriage and be this healthy, mm-hmm. I think that shows that you really can change. Yeah, yeah.
0: but I will say too, even like with both of our stories, um you know like with you having some of those issues and like with the, when you having some of those issues it also took like this from what we just shared like me and freddie like we had to be consistent after that point if like two weeks later freddie did, did the same thing then it would have yeah. been like oh well clearly you did not receive the message when i was like hey this i should really hurts my feelings but same thing with you if it's like mm-hmm. if i didn't tell you again where i was at then you saw it again or whatever then it's like well clearly he didn't take me that seriously so there comes a point where after this yeah. breach of trust, like, there has to be a consistent pattern of, like, mm-hmm. acknowledging what the other person needs to mend what mm-hmm. was, you know, like, I guess you could say fractured in a moment. Because um, then, like, like you said, with defensive, like I have a problem with being defensive. So I could have gotten, well, I kind of did get defensive in that moment, but I could have stayed defensive towards, like, you know, I don't really acknowledge that, yes, I was in the wrong when I did this. And just keep having like those walls up to mm-hmm. where I kind of don't take, maybe don't take what you said as seriously as 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 it was kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think just having consistent patterns after you, you know, kind of breach that trust and to mend it back because mm-hmm. That's you can always have a, that outlook of like, well, you should just trust me. But it's yeah. like if I'm not displaying patterns of trustworthy behavior, then you're not going to just... Trust me because I'm telling you to trust me.
1: Yes. And I've been in relationships where words like you should just trust me or I'm sorry, like lose its power because I'm like, well, I can't trust you because you've given me no reason to. Or you say you're sorry, but I know you're going to do it again tomorrow. Like, you know, so words matter. They Mm -hmm. carry weight and you have to see the action behind them. And I love that you said that about it does go both ways with trust. Like for the person that broke trust, you have to be intentional about mending the trust. For the person that's trust was broken, you have to be intentional about forgiving. And I -hmm. I love that verse. It's like very convicting where it says love keeps no record of wrong. You know, there comes a point where it's like, I can't keep bringing this up like a broken record. We call honey a broken record right now because if she says a sentence, she'll say it 10 more times. It's like the first (laughs) time she's ever said bracelet. She's like, bracelet 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 and i'm like oh my gosh <laughs> but like, that's how we are in relationships yeah. sometimes we're like yeah. you did this you didn't tell me where you were. You didn't tell me where it's like i get it you i didn't tell you yeah. where i was you know but like mm-hmm. stop bringing it up again like when are you going to forgive you mm-hmm. know and so i think it does it's go good. both ways
3: yeah it's good and it's not controlling either i think yeah. like when the person that has the trust that's been broken on their end to like ask for okay, can you text me? Okay, can you not cut off conver- conversation with that person? It's not like out of a controlling heart. It's out of like, this is my need. Like what you're saying, Christian, that's so good.
1: Yeah, I love that. Because that's the thing. Like if, if I was literally, you have to always tell me where you're at, that gets controlling. Yeah. But if I'm like, hey, if you're going to something that you know I would want to know about, you know, mm-hmm. if there's gonna be girls there that are our age or whatever, like, Um, even like, even though, which now we're not, but in college, it was like, you know, not even parties, but just like hangouts. Like, Mm -hmm. I just want to know like bonfires, just let me know, you know, and you always let me know about those things. And Mm so it shouldn't have bothered me when you're at dinner with your family, but that just shows you how deep something can be. Someone asked a great question. We both do this in our homes. And someone said, how to host a Bible study for your friend group in your home? Freddie is the hostess with the mostest. Yeah, she, she throws great. a good party. They love so they love tell us what
3: hosting looks like for y'all. I love hosting. I've always loved hosting. It
2: involves sweets.
3: It always involves sweets. <laughs> That's <laughs> really how you should. get people into your home. That's right. um, food and community is a good combo. But I really, this sounds funny, but it's so practical for me. Like when I ask people to come over or we're hosting, it's like, I want them to feel at home and that doesn't mean like everything needs to be perfectly clean. It just needs to be comfortable. Like I just want people to feel Mm -hmm. comfortable and if they have a lot going on, they can open up or if they just want to like goof around, we can just goof around. You know, it's like there's no set way to host people, Yeah, but it's just creating an environment in a space where whatever needs to happen can happen and just like allowing the Lord to kind of have that. But I also love like taking care of people that way. Like, I love having cookies when people come over, chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. Parker loves that. Yeah. And you make some good cookies. Yeah, Christian's good. always like, uh, do you think Freddie will make cookies? And she comes over I'm like, you can ask her. And that's like, people likely. always are like, you don't have to, if you don't want to. Parker's dad is always like, you don't have to, but if you want to. And the thing is, is I genuinely love it because <laughs> yeah. I just love, like, I love doing that for people. It's like yeah, yeah. a way for me to bless people and mm-hmm. like a love language for me to love others is like, Provide them with cookies. As yeah. funny as it sounds well, it always but. makes people happy. Everybody yeah, wants a cookie.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I love that. That is practical. And it, that, I think that's the thing with hosting. Like don't overcomplicate it. Yeah. Like be practical about it. Make cookies. It might be over. You don't have to have a perfectly clean house at a comfortable home. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. what people just people just want to come hang. Yeah. yeah people sure. just want to hang. Yeah. yeah. And Parker, you're good at getting the grill going.
2: Yeah. I like to I like to grill. Everybody. Everybody likes a good steak or some uh-huh. chicken and things like that. Our pastor from Auburn Miles, he always talks about like communities, like common memory with other people, mm-hmm. you know? So I just like, let's just, just come over and like a memory doesn't have to be some crazy trip we go on, you know, it can just be, right. hey, we came and hung out together. And because we did that, somebody ended up opening up and we prayed for them or whatever that is. And so I'm like what you were saying, it it takes time mm-hmm. to get that. Like if you move somewhere and you're there for six months, you're probably not going to have many memories with people because yeah. it's mm-hmm. just a short amount of time. But yeah. If you actually commit, I mean, to me, practically, if you, you have to give it at least a year of doing that to really give it yeah, a good shot. It's yeah. true.
0: And I will say too, even like with doing a Bible study, I think there's a beautiful thing about like having something planned, but then also just kind of like letting the night happen. Yeah. Like we have a Bible study every Wednesday and I would say 75% of the time we do a Bible study and the 25% is like. We end up having deep Stop. deep conversations about something <laughs> or just else. Goofy. Yeah. Or we just end up playing a game in the house and just doing life with one another. So I think sometimes we can kind of be rigid with it, like, Oh, this is Bible study tonight and it's gonna be all about Bible study. And it can be less about community and more about like the Bible, which is an awesome thing, but sometimes it can feel like like you said, forced or kinda of like you're rigid. you're rigid with it. Instead of like just doing life with one another, then it's like, Oh yeah, we're doing Bible study. Yeah. Uh, like, sometimes we won't start Bible studies till, like, 10 o'clock or 9.30. And it's like, oh, this is a little late because everyone got here at 6.37 37 whatever. But it's just the fun part of doing life. And I think sometimes, like— Fellowship. Yes, yeah, it's just fellowship. Yes, you host a Bible study. And if you Bible study, awesome. But also, it's not like the night, you know, you chalk it up as a loss if you don't. Study the Bible. If you end up just having deep conversations. Yeah.
1: I think it's a good thing about hosting too, like don't put too much expectation on what it has to happen mm-hmm. when your friends are over. Yeah. Just like let it happen. And I think with our Bible study, ours is really simple because we don't try to put too much pressure on anybody. And so right. we watch a sermon. It's like that simple on YouTube. We pull it up and then we talk about it and then we pray together. And it's like really powerful. But then some nights we are just like more goofy. And I love what you shared about. It's like a co- common memories. And I think it's some of our like memories and Like we have a group text. And it's literally called Mary J. Blige, and every time I just like see it pop up, it makes me laugh so hard. Because one night we were yeah. watching TikToks of like when they were doing that thing, it was like so and so died, and the moms are freaked out, and all these people were like Mary J. Blige <laughs> died, and they're like not Mary, and we thought it was like so funny. We're, like so, some of those movies are just like the best where you just start yeah. laughing together. And I will say like for friendships, one thing that I found like really helpful is don't compare like your new friendships to your old Mm -hmm. friendships because you have to remember your old friendships you had time with them yeah and so i think sometimes it's like you know i'm coming from these five-year friendships four-year friendships from college Mm -hmm. then you move and you know someone for a month you're like why aren't we hitting it up? it's like because you just met them. yeah. <laughs> because you just started yeah. hanging out with them, you know? And, um, you know, when I think back to how those other friendships are, I'm like, oh, that's sort of the same way, you mm-hmm. know? And we've all gotten so comfortable with each other. We've kind of, like, hit that mark. But I do feel like it does take time, and it's so important you don't compare what you're coming yes. from to where you're at. Because that's not, that's not fair to
3: anyone mm-hmm. to put that expectation on them. And I'm so guilty of that. I do have to admit, I am that person that I just... Obviously I'm a counselor like that's just part of my nature. Parker always says like I'm more deep than the average person just because like that's what I yeah. love. So it is hard for me because I'm like, well, we didn't have the deepest conversation the second time we hung out and said so <laughs> we must not have a friendship. Yeah. But I really do just have to like s- s- slow down and say yeah, yeah. to myself like I've had conversations with friends from college and she one of my friends Maggie, she made a really good point. She was like Your friends in college were not only your friends. They were your sisters. They were your moms. They were every part of your community. Yes. And you lived with them. Like, they went through heartbreak with you. They went through transitioning to a new place and a new town and, like, all these new things. And so you can't expect that to Mm -hmm. look the same in marriage because you have that with your person. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that friendships aren't important. Friendships are so important. But just your need of them does change. And that's okay. And I think that's hard. Post grad to realize that, but even more so when you add like Mm -hmm. all of your friends getting married after college, that also brings a new challenge too. That is so true because different season friendships are going to look different ways. You
1: know, when you get married, that's so true. It's like your friendships are going to look the same as when you lived with all your girlfriends. Mm -hmm. That's so different. Or when you live with your guys, and it's like the same when you have a baby, it's like then that adds a whole new element to it. And so, yes, friendships are important. But as far as like the priority of time you spend with your friends, well, your husband begins to take that place and your kids begin to that place. And then, you know, you add that because it's beautiful and you need that and you love that. um, But it is just different than it used to be, you know, and that's okay. And I think that was more so the struggle in the first year. Is I was like, why do I not have these friends like I just came from? But it's because I live with those friends and like you're my friend, you know. And so you just have to like you not put the pressure on yourself to like maintain all these relationships, you know?